Chapter thirty six of the Last of the Vikings by Johann Boyer. Translated by Jesse Muir. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Thirty six. A well dressed man came ashore from the steamer. He was getting on for forty, had fair curly hair, a short reddish beard and a moustache, and well marked features. It was Lars Miram, now the headmaster of a school. He walked a little way along the water's edge, stopping every now and then to look about him. He breathed the familiar atmosphere of seawater, seaweed, and tar. The fishermen's cottages were still standing around the bay, but most of them were now painted either red or white. A new generation had come to them, and times were quite changed. There was not a sail to be seen on the fjord. There were steamers, and the donk, donk of motor-boats could be heard. The grey boat-houses were still standing, but no Lofoten boats protruded from them, and no sailing-vessels were anchored near the shore. The day of sailing-boats had gone by. The Lofoten voyage of hundreds of miles was a thing of the past. The men who sailed them were dead or aged, and the boats were broken up. The modern motor-fisherman is an industrial workman on the sea who smokes cigarettes and is a member of a trades union. Lars Miram sighed. And yet the neighborhood was the same. The fjord was the same. The West Mountains stood, as they always did, with their snowy ridges. It was only the people that were different. Oh, yes. It is a strange thing to make a pilgrimage to one's childhood. It is not easy to find it again. His home was once in one of those cottages, and now strangers live there. And his mother, who moved up into the valley, was left there all alone one day, for the children went away, one after another. They never seemed to be able to settle there, though it was a nice little farm, and now she was dead and the children were scattered all over the world. Time passes. Lars wandered on past the cottages. He was carrying a bag, but he knew of no place where he could obtain a night's lodging. What did it matter? Once he had been at home everywhere. Good day, he said, stopping at the cottage where a woman was washing clothes. It was Ellen, Ellen Koya, as she was once called. "'Good day,' she said, looking at him curiously. "'Do you remember me, Ellen?' "'No,' she stared at him. "'Was it likely she would know a town man like this?' "'Don't you know that we two are man and wife? "'We were once married in a barn.' "'No! Well, I never!' she exclaimed, "'slapping her thigh and breaking into a laugh. "'Is it really you, Lash?' Oh, I beg your pardon. I oughtn't to be so familiar. She was still pretty, although she was a worn woman with five children. Her husband had once been a fisherman, but was now working in a factory in town. That was how it had gone with so many. They chatted together for a while, and then he went on, his mind filled with memories of former times. To make progress in one direction is to give things up in another. Such is life, and there is no help for it. At one of the boathouses he suddenly stopped. What was that? A long boat, turned keel upward, 
burned by the sun and weather-worn. It was a Lofoten boat. Lars walked round it and found a name on the bow, a few letters of which were just legible. The name was Seaflower. He stood still, with lips compressed. He remembered Jakob, damn it all with a limp. He had good reason for remembering him, and there lay the boat. He stood looking at it for a long time before he went on. He met various acquaintances with whom he chatted, and then caught sight of a very old man raking hay on a piece of ground below one of the cottages. His grey hair and beard were thick, and was it possible? He limped. Lars stopped again, and, after looking intently at the old man, shouted, "'Good day, Jakob!' The old man looked up from his work and said, "'Good day!' and then went on raking. He was wearing a red, pointed cap, and his sunken eyes were bloodshot. "'You're haymaking, are you?' said Lars. "'That's so,' said the old man. "'And who may you be?' "'Don't you know me either, Jakob?' "'No.' He looked the stranger up and down. "'Well, if you hadn't saved me in a storm one night, I shouldn't be standing here now.' "'Is that so?' The old man laughed and considered. But he had saved so many. But when Lash told him who he was, he looked at him again, shading his eyes with his hand, and then exclaimed, "'Damn it all! If I don't believe it's true! For you're the very image of your father. So it's you, is it, Lash? "'How old are you now, Jakob?' "'Well, people say I'm over ninety, but that's nothing when you're hale and hearty. "'Are you boarded with someone now?' "'Oh, yes. Worse luck. I came upon the parish at last.' "'And you haven't sold the sea-flower, I see?' "'No.' I thought we two should go to pieces together. And the old man began raking again. He would have to keep at it if there was to be any chance of a few pence for tobacco from the people with whom he was boarded. End of chapter 36 Recording by Katrina E. End of The Last of the Vikings by Johann Boyer Translated by Jesse Muir